Hello everyone, welcome to this episode of Hockey Prospect Report. I'm Frankie, alongside with Nick, who you'll hear from a little bit later. But before we get into this episode, we want to let you know about our sponsor, Customized Sports. Customized Sports offers high-quality tackle tool jersey kits featuring the name bar and the numbers, and which you can get for any blank jersey that you own. For more information about Customized Sports, please visit them on their website, www.customizedsports.com, or on their Reddit or eBay page at customized-sports. As well, at checkout, use code PROSPECT10 for your 10% discount. Thank you to Customized Sports for sponsoring us. Hey everyone, welcome back for another episode of the Hockey Prospect Report. Nick here with Frankie. Frankie, what's going on? Uh, not much other than being mega depresso for CFL reasons. So, But we don't talk about that on the show, Nick. We don't talk about it. We talk about exciting things. The NHL draft. Draft is coming up. Just your friendly reminder, the New York Rangers are the first overall pick, and I'm extremely excited for them to get the best player in this draft. Yeah, I mean, again, the most most productive player in the NHL draft, Marco Rossi, going to be a New York Ranger first overall. So I can see why you'd be pretty excited for that. Um, Not sure how it's going to go, but you know what? Hey, man, you can have your hopes up. It's all good, you know. So today, we're not talking about the top eight prospects. We did that mock draft. We'll briefly go over it quick. Today, we're going 9 through 15. Those teams have been determined who's picking, so put together our own mock drafts him and i yeah so before we get rolling with it though nick episode five i believe it was we did our first eight picks of this mock draft so for those of you who haven't listened to that episode yet uh you can go listen to that one if you want to uh, or we're, we're going to run it down right now and you, uh, you'll be caught right up. So at the time we did that, we didn't know who was going to be picking first overall, but it really didn't matter. First overall, I had uh, Alexis Lafreniere. I believe, Nick, you had the same thing too, of course. As because, did I, yes, sir. Yes. Uh, number two to the LA Kings, I had Quentin Byfield. I believe you also had Quentin Byfield there. This is true. Yeah, Byfield yep. going too. Now, here's where I called you an idiot, because at number three to the Ottawa Senators, I had Tim Stutzle, but you had Jamie Drysdale. Yes, uh, I'm, I'm not going to lie. I've had a change of opinions on a lot of these Okay, picks. save that, because I'm going to ask you a different question after. <laughs> okay, okay, um, but yes, I did have Jamie Drysdale. Yep, yeah, number four to Detroit, I had Jamie Drysdale. I had and, Tim Stutzle going four. Yeah. Um, five to Ottawa. I had Marco Rossi. I had – who did I have going five? I'm trying to think looking back. Did you have Cole Perfetti there? I want to say I had Cole Perfetti. That could be completely wrong. But if you don't have him listed in your next nine to 15, I'm going to assume it's Cole Perfetti. I did have Perfetti in my top eight. I know that for sure. Cole Perfetti, so, yeah, I so I it, him five. It was yep. probably there. Uh, you should have double-checked that, but I guess not. <laughs> I guess I should have. Should have um, number six to Anaheim. I think we both had Lucas Raymond. This is true, yes, yes, yes. Number yeah. seven to New Jersey. I had Jack Quinn. You had Marco Rossi. Uh, yep. We had and a then discussion eight. about 67s going there. Yep, and then eight. I had I had Holtz going eight. Alexander Holtz. I had Cole Perfetti. So that's, that's where we sit for that. Um, and now that... We know the order from 1 through 15. We are 
Uh, Going to do our draft, our mock draft from 9 to 15. It's also important to note that Carolina owns pick number 13 because they got it in the Patrick Marlowe trade from Toronto. So a big yikes for the, the Toronto Maple Leafs there. Not only did you suck, but you also sucked in your trade and you lost your pick. And pick number 15 is a bit of an interesting situation. The Pittsburgh Penguins have the option to take this pick this year and use it, or they can give it to the Minnesota Wild. So we'll talk about what we think is going to happen there when we get there. But we'll start it off with number nine with the Minnesota Wild. Nick, lead us off. I think we have the same person going here. I just have that gut feeling. I think this is a really obvious fit. And um, I think the Minnesota Wild, best pick for them, Anton Lindell. Um, let's just say that I didn't have Alexander Holtz going in my top eight. Oh, you know what? I thought about that as I was finishing up that sentence. I said, yeah. you know what? It's probably got Holtz going. Yeah, Forgot so I have, I have Holtz here. And I, that's just because – I have Jack Quinn inside the top eight and you don't. So yes. there's the two players right there. Um, I'm sure we're going to see Jack Quinn from you at some point, but the player mm-hmm. that we didn't see from me in episode in part one of this was uh, Alexander Holtz. So I, I think Holtz to the wild is honestly a pretty good fit. They don't really have anybody that is a, a perennial goal scorer. I'd say like they, they've got a bunch of, of pieces, but I don't think they have that one guy that's that's there to score goals, right? Yeah, I mean, Minnesota hasn't been known to draft or even pick up players in free agency that are pure goal scorers. The last one I can really think of was probably Gabrick, who was, uh, you know, a pure offensive threat. And ever since then, they just tend to gravitate more towards the two-way players or the playmakers. And that's kind of why I see them going Lundell. Now, if I didn't have Holtz in the top eight, I'm probably having Holtz go here. But um, based on the guys that I have left to pick, I think he's going to be a great fit there. Even like Minnesota also is known to draft a lot of Europeans too. Yeah. So yeah. I could see Lundell going there just for I, that reason. Even Holtz. I think Lundell is fair to go in that spot. Um, a little spoiler alert. He, he goes a little bit later for me. He's not my next guy. Um, a lot of this is situational though, right? I think a team like Minnesota, you could go back and forth. Like they, they could pick a defenseman. They could pick a forward. Like you look at it, they could, you could even see them pick a goalie, uh, with Yaroslav Askarov. So I think the options for them are wide open, but I just think Alexander Holtz is the best player available at this spot. If, if he's outside of the top eight, it, it, it'd be dumb to, to not pick Alexander Holtz. I agree. Like if Holtz is not in the top eight, you have to pick him. Um, if he does go in the top eight, um, even if Jack Quinn falls out of the top eight, I don't see them picking him over anyone else. I think Lundell is a pretty good option for them. And I don't see Lundell going in the top eight either in any situation. So That's fair. That's fair. I, I mean – I, I think Minnesota's in a position where it's best player on the board, like I said. So, if if Alexander Holtz is available at that spot, I think they pick him. If, for whatever reason, Cole Perfetti's at that spot, I think they pick him. If they think Anton Lundell is the best player available at that spot, they'll pick him. It's just a matter of who's the best player available and do they consider picking a goalie. Because Yaroslav Askarov um, is 
really, I think my biggest wild card of this this draft. Me too. I can see him going honestly anywhere, and it wouldn't be a, a lose for him or a loss for him, you know? I mean, if he, he could go into the late first round and it would still be a good pick for whoever gets him. I don't see Minnesota picking a defenseman no matter what, though, at number nine. Well, no I mean, what. if – I just don't think that – I think no matter what, you're going to have a great forward available over a defenseman like I mean, Sanderson let, or Schneider. Let's be real, though. Like, if a guy like Jamie Drysdale, for whatever reason, was available at, at number nine for Minnesota, oh, yeah. you bet your ass they'd pick him. Yeah. So, I don't, I don't think it's fair to say that they're not going to pick a, a, a defenseman here. I just think it's fair that the best player available at number nine is not going to be a defenseman. I don't think there's a chance in hell that the best player available at number nine is a defenseman. Yeah, and that's exactly what I'm saying. Like, there's no way Drysdale falls there, but no, you know. So I think we pretty much we've covered Minnesota enough. <laughs> yeah. So moving on to Winnipeg, I'm going on the back end here. Okay. They got to pick defense. They're pretty loaded at forward, and you know, obviously their their goaltending situation is is pretty locked down. Um, I think Winnipeg. I have them picking Jake Sanderson. Okay. I agree. Great, we agree for once. <laughs> well, not not for once. We agreed on some things earlier, but this pick to me just makes too much sense. Um, for a team that lost Dustin Bufflin in the offseason, that lost Jacob Truba in the offseason, they don't have that same size and that same defensive brand of hockey that they had with those two guys, right? And I think I think you can bring in Jake Sanderson and, and be your replacement for one of those two guys when he's ready to come up to the NHL, be it three, four years down the road, or if it's next year somehow, which I don't think is possible at all. Uh, because if you remember back to the episode where we talked about him, I think we said he was probably about three to four years, three years minimum away from being in the NHL. Mm-hmm. And he's also a similar player to Braden Schneider. He's another defenseman that, you know, can get talked about a lot around this time of the draft. And I think Sanderson just has that leg up on Schneider as far as skill level goes. They're both about the same size. Um, but Sanderson, I think, is just a little bit quicker than Schneider. That's why I think Winnipeg yeah. will want to pick him over um, Braden Schneider. Um, and I just think, like you said, it's a perfect fit for Winnipeg. Um, this is a purely – situational type pick they need. It's not going to be a best player in the board. They, they need a defenseman really bad. They need to get a good one. Well, I mean, you look at the, the Jets offense too. You're talking about guys like Kyle Connor, Patrick Laine, Mark Scheifele, Brian Little, uh, if he continues to play, uh, Nikolai Ehlers. Like, you've got your young core and your veterans already sorted. Um, but like I said, when you lose Dustin Bufflin and Jacob Truba in the same offseason – your defense takes a massive hit. And I'm not necessarily a fan of drafting by need all the time, but when you're a team like Winnipeg, who you have the offensive pieces and you sure as hell have the goalie, you're just missing defense right now. And because you had to shed money to, to, uh, to pay your offense and you ended up losing Truba, and, I mean, Neil Pionk is okay at best. Like, the Rangers won that trade by a landslide. Mm -hmm. I think we can both agree. And then Bufflin retires on you before the season starts. Not easy. That's two really good defensemen that you got to replace. So, 
I don't know if they have anything up their sleeve in free agency that's going to help them next year. I think they might still be in a little bit of trouble. Um, and I think they might end up rushing Jake Sanderson to the NHL at some point. But I think that's – it's it's such an obvious pick because I think you could make the argument that he's the best player on the board at number 10 too. Well, it depends who goes in the top 10. I mean, I, like if you take my mock draft, for example, I have Jack Quinn not going in the top 10. So if I'm looking best player on the board, I'm probably, you know, putting Jack Quinn at the top there. But Winnipeg just is so deprived on defense right now. It, it's a clear-cut choice. They have to go defense. Yeah. See, this, this is where I think Edmonton is a little bit upset because – if Edmonton was able to get one of Jamie Drysdale or Jake Sanderson, I think they'd be very happy. And, you know, I have – obviously they're, they're picking number 14, so they're going to have to get a little bit creative with what they do. Could they trade down? Maybe. I think that's a, a valid option for them, assuming they know for a fact that nobody's going to pick anybody they want below them. But, yeah, I don't know. Edmonton is, is the team that is, is so jealous of Winnipeg right now because they, Edmonton desperately needs that defenseman. But so does Winnipeg. So I'm, I'm very happy if I'm Winnipeg to have my hands on Jake Sanderson at number 10. And I'll say this. I won't say too much on Edmonton because we will get to them later. But they definitely are in the most awkward spot right now because if you're around this – part of the first round you're picking here your options are pretty much you're looking at Sanderson who chances are is going to go early you're not going to be able to get him you have Braden Schneider Caden Gooley and then if you consider moving down then you're looking at Justin Barron um that spot though 14 it's like Sanderson is probably going to be gone by then yep. Schneider there's a chance he could go you know I'll talk about my pick with him later and then even Gooley, it's like, okay, you're picking there, but there's probably going to be some good forwards on the board. But, like, realistically, you want Sanderson or Schneider. So they are going to have to get creative, I think. I don't think Gooley's a good fit for them. In Edmonton? In Edmonton. I don't think I, he's, he's an Edmonton kind of player. I think we discussed this a little bit whenever we talked about him. I think it was last week, but, mm -hmm. yeah. Anyway. So we'll wrap it up for, uh, for Winnipeg, moving on to Nashville. Nashville, I had, I have two picks interchangeable with Nashville and Florida, like flip-flopped. Okay. Um, I have them picking Braden Schneider. Okay. I'm on the fence because they have a really loaded defense right now. But I also, like, they have loaded defense. So, for that reason, I would say you pick Jack Quinn. But I just – think that even that offense is still pretty solid and well-developed for, I just don't think Jack Quinn would fit well in that system. So I'm kind of torn here. Pick one. I'm picking Braden Schneider. Really? Mm -hmm. You just love disrespecting the 67s, don't you? I guess so. I'm also a sucker for defense. <laughs> you don't say. Love the back end. Well, I think, you probably know who I'm saying here, but I think Anton Lundell goes to mm -hmm. Nashville. And for a team that has the defense, 
I think probably has the goaltending. I don't know if it's going to be UC Saros or Pecorine to in, in the future, but I think either one of them can get the job done for you. And if you don't think that's the case, then there's still guys coming up in free agency that you can, you can probably have them be the guy. Like it, it's just depends on your salary cap situation. But I think, I think, like I said, I think they have it in, in house already. So you got your defense, you got your goaltending. I think if you can add a forward like Anton Lundell, and I don't know if he'd play next year, but down the road for sure, I think he'd be a massive piece for the Nashville Predators, as much as I hate to say it. Yeah, that's another team I was looking at. That would be a great fit for him. There's two teams I think Lundell would thrive in, and that's Minnesota and obviously Nashville, just because they have kind of a similar you know, play structure. Minnesota's a little bit more flashy, I guess. They're not too flashy, the, but the, the tough thing, beaten banger kind of team. The tough thing with Nashville, though, is the fact that their their window just slammed shut when they mm-hmm. lost to Arizona in the uh, the plans there. Uh, yeah. it, it's it's glaringly obvious that team has massive issues, and I believe their general manager came out and said there's going to be wholesale changes. So, hmm. what that means, I don't know. Is Matt Duchesne getting traded? Don't know. Kyle Turris. Who knows? Pecorine? I'd, I'd probably say that Pecorine has probably seen his last game in Nashville, if I had to guess. But who knows at this point? So, this might not be the only pick that they have in the top 15. They might end up trading something valuable and, and, and swing a big trade. But for now, this is the only one. But I think they'd be pretty happy to get Anton Lundell out of it. I agree, and I think the biggest reason why I think Schneider's a better fit there is they're in that phase where they need to start redeveloping a core and building around cornerstone pieces. Jack Quinn is a great goal scorer, and I think he'd be good there, but I just think Schneider is that piece that they could have in order to build around. He's going to be a, a good piece on the back end to rely on, and you know, I think their offense will be okay without Jack Quinn. But what what exactly are you trying to build on their defense, Nick? Shutdown unit. <laughs> but that, that doesn't help you if you don't score. Right, but at the same time, you have defensemen who they're going to be in contract issues soon with D-men on that, and, and they're getting older too. I, it's just, I don't know. I think Braden Schneider's a better fit in Nashville, and I think that they're going to pick him over Jack Quinn. I don't know. It's – I'm torn also at the same time because Jack Quinn is a phenomenal goal scorer. And, you know, I mean, obviously I think you know who, who's going next for me, um, but I don't know. Uh, this is a 50-50 pick for me. I think Braden Schneider at 11 is too much of a reach. You think so? I think so. I don't think that Nashville, – Nashville's not a team that's desperate for defense. I cannot see them making a pick like that. I think that's – I don't think that it's a reasonable move for them to make right now. Hmm. No, I, I think I think that team has to be thinking about offense right now. It's that's that's what costed them against the Coyotes. You know, like they they can't allow that defensive core to to bear the whole weight of the team anymore. They've got to do something to fix the offense. That's fair, and I mean. I don't know. That that team is just kind of dysfunctional right now because, you know, they had such a good run these last few yeah. years and they were 
they were dominant and they were a total shutdown team. They had great defense and great goaltending. I don't know. I'm, I might be kind of biased based on just, you know, the last few years of their play style. And that's kind of what I see there. But yeah, like I said, this is 50, 50. Um, obviously I think, you know, who I'm going to 12 for Florida. Pretty- yes. Yeah, so I'm going to take a guess and say you said Jack Quinn to Florida. That, that's, is that your final answer? Yes. All right. You're right. You're right. You should place some money on it. <laughs> um, um, no question. Like Florida goes Jack Quinn here. That's he's pure goal scorer and Florida needs that too. And he's just the best player right now on the board at this pick. Yeah. Yeah. So to me, I think Florida's like a place that I think Jack Quinn could go. Um, in the first mock draft that I did probably around December for six, one, three sports, I had Jack Quinn, I believe it was at 11 to Florida uh, before we knew the play-in or the order of the draft or anything. So that was uh, a place that I thought would be a very real possibility for them because Florida is the team that likes analytics, right? They're going to look at what Jack Quinn has done through junior and throughout you know, his whole career since he has – uh, since, since his stats have been kept on like places like elite prospects and hockey DB and stuff. Right. And you're going to notice if you look over his stats that there's been a trend upwards the whole time. And I think a team like Florida is going to look at that and really like it and think that they can get an even better Jack Quinn in the next three to four years. So I think Florida is a very fair place to go there. Um, but my pick to Florida right now, I think is Caden Gooley. Hmm. Um, Again, it's another situation where I think it's best player available. Um, I think they have the pieces on offense. I think they might – they don't have all of the pieces, sure. I think they have their superstars on offense. They have their superstar on defense with Aaron Aaron Ekblad, but I think they could use another one. Because what's their second best defenseman out there, Nick? Keith Yandel? Yeah, but Keith Yandel is a solid piece. He's a solid piece, but anywhere else, Keith Yandel's like a a second – pair defenseman yeah for sure you you can even throw strawman into that mix he's getting towards the end of but his career let's let's but. all like again strawman what what is he on any other team in the nhl oh top six he's a top six right I mean. so i think you have a chance to to draft another really good young defenseman put him alongside aaron ekblad and keith yandel two really good veterans in the nhl i won't take that away from ekblad he could definitely be a great mentor for Caden Gooley, and i think you'd have a solid enough defensive core going forward with Ekblad and, and Gooley, plus any other guys that you decide to uh, add via free agency. Florida's that team that could benefit from either d- defensive pick or forward pick. They because they're missing a couple pieces in every area. You yep. know, just, they're just a couple pieces away in every category. Goaltending is. That's a big question mark. They obviously need to to bring in a, a long-term goalie, but I think they have a guy in their system. I can't remember what his name is, who's supposed to be really good. Sure. But, um, but again, this is this is where Yaroslav Askarov becomes the the wild card, right? Mm-hmm. Like any literally any single one of these teams could be looking for a long-term goalie, except for probably New York, uh, the Rangers. Um and I, I think that might be it. Like, I think you could probably throw Pittsburgh into that mix too. Yeah, but I was just going to say. I don't think they're looking for one. There's been rumors that Pittsburgh and Toronto were discussing a Matt Murray for Frederick Anderson trade. Uh, really? Yeah. 
from uh, I believe that rumor was started by Nick Kiprio, so it didn't come out of nowhere. Hmm. So first I'm hearing. <laughs> I I don't know. Uh, uh, like Askarov, I think to me is going to be the the, the storyline to watch in uh, in this draft because he can swing this thing so quickly. And I think there's a chance that he goes inside the top 10, but I also think there's a chance that he's like the 31st pick in the first round. Mm-hmm. 100%. Um, you know, Florida, again, is also a team that could look at Askarov. I think after Florida, the next time you're really maybe discussing Askarov is Edmonton. And you, you're still I, looking at him. I th- you know what, Nick? Pants. I don't know. I, I really don't know. Because, like, if you look at a team like Carolina, sure, you've got Mrazic and Reimer. Reimer's been playing over his head, and I think Mrazic probably has too. And I think that team could seriously look at drafting Yaroslav Askarov. I think that would probably be the one place that I'd have semi, not confidence, but I I would find it believable if you said Carolina wanted to pick a goalie. Because I think – their offense and their defensive core is so young and so talented that I could see them wanting to have their future goalie ready to go because we don't know how much longer Reimer is going to be any good. And we don't know how much longer Mrazic is going to be on that team. And so here's the issue with any of these teams that you're talking about that could pick Askarov is they all have a young goalie who could potentially become a good goalie. You take, Florida, for example, they, I know they have a guy. I can't remember his name. I really wish I would look this up for him. Um, but they could bank on him. Carolina has – do they, you know, still put their marbles in on Adelkovich? Of course, yep. my mom fucking sneezes. Fucking A. I'm going to redo this sentence. But when you're looking at any one of these teams that could potentially pick Askarov, they all have a young guy in their system that they could potentially bank on. You have – if you're talking Florida – I can't remember his name, but they do have a guy in their system. You look at Carolina. Do they put their marbles in on Nedeljkovich, who could still potentially turn into something? Um, Edmonton has Stuart Skinner. I think that's who they have. Stuart Skinner is supposed to be semi-decent, or at least when they drafted him, he was supposed to be okay. And then even Pittsburgh. Like, you have Tristan Yard coming up. That's the clear-cut guy that everyone looks to. Um, so it's, okay, do we put our marbles in the guys we already have, or are we taking another gamble and taking a goalie first round? Yeah. Well, Nick, you know what? We're probably going to do another uh, another bit to our mock draft after the second round is my guess. Once at, once we have another slew of teams that are ready to be talked about. Um, I think <laughs> as odd as it is to say, I think the team that I think is going to end up drafting Yaroslav Askarov, probably Montreal. Really? With how far they've fallen from where they were supposed to pick, they were supposed to originally pick number nine um, or number one. Like those were the two places they were going to pick if they lost to Pittsburgh. If they get out of this round one, I would, I'd probably put the odds of them drafting Askarov at 50, 50. That team knows what it means to have a great goalie. They've had Carey Price for so long. By the time Askarov's ready to go, Carey Price probably coming to the end of his career. So I would not be shocked at all if Montreal ended up with Askarov. But that's a story for another day. Um, yeah. That's a crazy gamble. That's a crazy gamble. 
But they did it with Price. Very, very possible, though. I mean, you look at the Rangers. They drafted goalies. But, I mean, Shesterkin, I think, was drafted back in 2014. You know? You don't come across a superstar goalie very often. Mm-hmm. This, would, this would be a very Green Bay Packers-esque situation when they drafted Aaron Rodgers when Brett Favre was nearing the end of his career. And now when uh, Aaron Rodgers is nearing the end of his career, they picked Jordan Love. If you're a football guy, you know exactly what I'm talking about. But it would be a very eerily similar situation. Uh, but I think it would be a reasonable pick for Mark Bergevin. Even though like the team itself needs help right now, um, I don't know how much you're going to supplement it down the in towards the end of this draft, or if you just rather draft your next carry price. But anyway, we've talked about Montreal too much. I agree. But before we move on to towards the end of this mock draft, we got a few more picks wrapping up. We're going to turn it over and put the spotlight on customized sports. Yes. Yep. Yep. We're going to put spotlight on them. Let me me tell you first, I got a kit from them today. And it's an Ottawa Red Blacks kit of the CFL. Again, depressing CFL news today. But it's got um, like a metallic silver in it. And it's like the coolest thing I've ever been sent by them. Mm. I'm so excited about this thing. I showed it to my mom. She's like, ooh, sparkles. And this is our uh, first one between us two that's not hockey related. So we're starting to branch out. You know, I have my, my McKinnon ready. To, to put together from the Halifax Mooseheads. And my next one, I'm getting a PD Alonzo on the Mets. So I'm excited for that one. So anyways, customized sports. If you, got, you guys should already know about these guys, though. You should have already bought four kits by now, right? If we're being oh, honest. Oh, okay. I mean, let's be real. So anyways, customized sports, if you don't know already, they make customized tackle twill jersey kits for, for all of your jerseys, any sport you want. So basically... You order a kit with numbers and a name bar, and you can put it on yourself. You tell them who you want, what kind of numbers you want, what number you want, whatever jersey you want, and they'll send it to you. They'll custom make it for you, and you you put it all together yourself. Yeah, they got some pretty crazy stuff too, eh, Nick? I, I mean, uh, Darren, our contest winner, ordered a Hockey Fights Cancer jersey, and it's got like all kinds of cancer ribbons over it and all. Like, it, It's really cool, mm-hmm. really cool. Yeah, they're the real deal. They don't just keep it simple. They do the complex stuff. It's pretty cool. So give them a look. Frankie, where on earth can you find these guys? On Twitter, at Customize Sport with no S, um, because the Customize Sports with an S was taken by some Spanish thing. <laughs> so not that one. It's the English one. You can find them on their website, CustomizeSports.com. Or you can find them on the Reddit or eBay page at customized-sports. And then as well, once you're ready to go, you've got your item in the cart, and you're going to check out, use code PROSPECT10. gets you a 10% discount, and uh, you'll be making your jersey look good on the cheap side. And trust me, they do look damn good. They do. They're real quality. This McKinnon one, without a doubt, is the best quality of them so far. Like it, It's like thick. You know, It's got that that well the thick the thickness is the same it's just the fact that that one has more uh no no it has like more layers to it so pretty much all they do so if you have a number that's just one color it's just one layer of of uh of the the material but if you have 
you know, a number that has three or four different colors in it, they have to layer them on top of one another. So it's more girthy, but it's the same quality. Well, it's actually only two colors though. It's the same as my Landis Cog one, which is also two colors, but it's like, it's just, it's got more, more, more to it. I don't know why, but it feels good. I'm excited. I can't wait to put it together and put it on Twitter. It's going to be sick. Yes, sir. It's time to keep moving forward with this mock draft. We're, we're at Carolina now. Pick 13 via Toronto. I'm interested to see what you're taking for Carolina. So let, let's, let's recap. Sure. Carolina gets Patrick Marlowe and a first-round pick. Mm-hmm. What did they give up? Um, not a whole lot. I think they gave up very minimal stuff, like low draft picks. No? It's like a sixth or a seventh. Yeah. So, according to Sportsnet, the Toronto Maple Leafs ship veteran forward Patrick Marlowe a conditional first-round pick and a seventh-round selection in 2020 to the Carolina Hurricanes for a sixth-rounder in 2021. Wow. So, even worse than a fifth and a seventh. Really got Toronto. gypped here. Um, Toronto, your GM is terrible. I want to point that out. Too young. Yeah. I <laughs> For a second, I thought the young. Maple Leafs were going to get a really good pick. The only way they could have kept this is if they picked number one. And, Nick, I know you saw the video uh, because I showed it to you. But the Toronto Maple Leafs ball – literally could not have gotten closer to being sucked up that tube if you tried. Off I think it post. was I think it was physically as close to the top to the to the top of the tube as it could have gotten without going up. It legit went up and out. I mean legit. It it, it went in the tube and out. So because of that, Carolina now has the number 13 pick in exchange for a, a sixth round pick next year. Is essentially what that trade boils down to because they just bought out Patrick Marlowe. <laughs> So, yikes! Really worked out for them. Yikes! But, yikes! That being said, Nick, number number thirteen, I got Dylan Holloway going to Carolina. Whoa! I think that's a reach. I think he's falling outside the top fifteen, Dylan Holloway. I think so. I I have him going Dawson Mercer. Okay. Who I think is just the, the he just screams Carolina. I think he's one of the best players on the board right now. And Carolina is all about the flashy offense and putting the puck in the back of the net. I think this, this is just the right fit for, for Carolina. Screams Hurricanes. Again, another one of those teams that could end up picking Askarov. But I think Holloway just – I think it fits for them. I think Dawson Mercer is not, not necessarily a flashy player by any means, I don't think, right? Um, but I don't think he has the ability to play as much of a kind of gritty game as Holloway is going to be able to bring to the table, I think, to be honest with you. And that's nothing against Mercer. I think Mercer is going to be a a serviceable NHL player at some point. But I just think Holloway is going to have that next level when it gets down to it. And I think it's going to take some time for him because he's coming out of the NCAA. He's not played against uh, pros. And, he, you know, he's had a different, really different atmosphere for his entire collegiate career. But I think it's going to be a situation where 
this is going to be the best upside player that Carolina has at this spot. That's fair, honestly. Like Carolina is in that spot now where they know what they can do and they're ready to start getting some some big pieces to to go for this, you know, to have, have a good team for the next few years. And I think either way you go, whether you go Holloway or Mercer, I think you're putting yourself in a good situation because Mercer, I think, brings a little bit more offensive ability than Holloway does. But even if you get Holloway, you're adding that size to the team. I mean, not really size. He's not much bigger than, than Mercer. But, you know, I, I think you're right. I think Holloway brings in that little bit more of a grittier style, which they could definitely use. But on the same token, you know, more goals doesn't, doesn't hurt also. Um, By the way, I don't think um, Holloway's a reach at all, just considering uh, Craig Button's got him ranked at 14. Bob McKenzie's got him ranked at 16. And then for Mercer, Craig Button has him at 17 and Bob McKenzie has him at 13. So it's not like these players are ranked exceptionally different. I'll tell you right now, I don't have Dawson Mercer in my top 15. Mm. And that's – honestly, I think that's simply just because of who's picking. Right. So, I, I th- I, like I said, I think Mercer's going to be a great player. I think if Montreal loses to Philly and picks 16, I think there's a fat chance Dawson Mercer is a Montreal Canadian. Yeah, I think honestly – if you don't pick Mercer or Holloway here, I think, you know, the other one goes to either Montreal or Chicago. That's my bet. I mean, based on where I have some of these players going, I think it would it would just be the next step for Montreal. Like, if Montreal's picking 16 and my mock draft is how it shakes out and nobody's picked Dawson Mercer yet, I think Mercer will be a Canadian at 16. As of, as of right now, I might change my mind a little bit later, but for a guy that's played in the queue, Montreal probably had a couple of scouts to go see him at some point. Not too sure they ever thought that they were going to be in a position, position where they were going to be picking him. To be fair, like they, they were you know, kind of firmly planted in the number nine spot in their minds, I'm assuming. But you know, when we talked to Jacob Perot last week too, he said that teams before this play-in kind of started making the calls around the league be, or, or, around to players that were ranked a little bit lower in case they won. So my guess is they're probably pretty interested in Dawson Mercer, if I had to guess. So at 16, I would be surprised if it wasn't Dawson Mercer, if it was Montreal. Yeah, that's fair. I mean, you, you, you're kind of convinced me. I'm not going to lie. You've talked me into it. Um, I, I guess Holloway isn't necessarily a reach because – you know, he kind of reminds me – he could be like that Michael Furland, I guess, what, what, who was in Carolina at one point. Yeah. Um, you could always use a guy like that who can not only help you offensively, but, you know, can get into those, those puck battles and add that size to the team. So, I, I think it's interchangeable. You know, you get Mercer, it's still a win-win if you get Holloway. Yeah, I have, I have no issue if they pick Mercer there. But I just think it's more likely that they're going to pick Holloway, honestly. Yeah, that's fair. So I think uh, moving on to the next pick, uh, we got a little bit more controversy here. I think this is where we start discussing some different options. This is where Askarov really, I think, comes into play. Really? Well, well, me personally, I don't see them picking Askarov. I think they could, Okay, I don't so think they should. Before you do that, I'm just going to say that I have Braden Schneider going here because I don't have him being picked earlier than this. I think this is about as high as Braden Schneider can possibly go. That's fair. And now, I think even I here, I think it might still be a little bit of a reach. But because it's Edmonton, they don't have a choice. That's exactly the reason I'm going with. Um, so, earlier. Oh, I remember, know who you're taking here. 
Yeah, I said Gooley is not really an Edmonton fit personally, or at least for Gooley personally. But if you're Edmonton, you have to go defense. So since I had Schneider going earlier, I have Gooley going here. They need. Oh, okay, defense. so you didn't you didn't pick who I thought you were going to pick. Who do you think I was going? Mayer? I thought you were going to say William Wallander here. Oh, that's fair. I have him going Gooley um, purely because. I don't know. Gooley, I just think, is, is a more well-rounded defenseman. I like Wallander a lot, um, but I, I think Edmonton would be smarter to pick Gooley just so that they have an actual good two-way defenseman. Adam Larson, I don't think, is serviceable enough, and they need a guy like Gooley. Gooley can, Gooley can do it all. I think that's fair. I, I think we're, we're in the same boat that Edmonton needs a defenseman. And you heard me say – on the episode where we talked about the uh, the Rangers winning the draft lottery, and you heard me talk about it on the episode where we talked about Caden Gooley. I think he would be a good fit in Edmonton, if I'm honest with you. But in my mock draft, like I said, Caden Gooley is going number 12 to Florida. So Edmonton doesn't have that choice anymore. I think they have to reach for Braden Schneider. I would be surprised if they don't leave this draft with a defenseman. And – we haven't done too much digging on Braden Schneider yet because we haven't talked about him. That's coming. We're going to do that. But I think Braden Schneider's probably the next best defenseman on the board at this point. And that's all you can do if you're Edmonton. You cannot afford to pick another forward here. Mm-hmm. You know, if you, if you um, heard us talking about, you know, this first overall pick and everything, um, we were just thankful that Edmonton get, didn't get the first overall pick so they can finally get a defenseman. Exactly. If you get first overall pick, you have to pick, let me get it right, Lafreniere? Yes. It's not yeah, Lafreniere. Okay. I, yeah, I know. I've been saying it wrong the whole time. but it's And a, now that he's a Ranger, Nick, you got to get it right. I, you're so right. figure I, it I, out. I have to get it right. So, yeah. So, uh, for the sake of Edmonton, thank God they didn't get number one. They could finally get a D-man. If they don't pick a D-man, I'm so sorry, Oilers fans. <laughs> Yeah, that, like it's it's at that point where if I'm an Edmonton fan, I'm counting my lucky stars that we did not win this draft lottery because enough is enough. Draft a defenseman, for God's sakes. You can't keep picking franchise forwards. You can't. That you're gonna And then trading them for a defenseman that you could have picked earlier anyway. Yeah. Ex- yeah, one for one. You know, you're trading an MVP player in the future for a uh, what a defenseman you never By the way, about. that MVP player doesn't do very well at doing anything other than picking up first overall picks himself. So, beside the point. Yeah. Beside the point. I mean, if Hall's on this team, you think they get first overall pick? Edmonton? <laughs> yeah. Uh, not unless, well, I mean, he can't play defense. So, yes. He's it got probably would have been way worse. He's As, got that chip in his back pocket. Gets the first overall pick every time. Even though, like, I don't think Adam Morrison's that good of a defenseman. If they didn't make that trade, they'd literally have nobody back there to play defense anymore. Right. I mean, they have they have no one. I mean, who's, who's did, the next best defenseman under Larson? Did they not have Andy Green as well? They picked him up the deadline, I think. Right. Um. Andy Green. I. I Mike cannot Green? confirm that. I can't think of that. Was I can't. It Mike remember. Green. No, Green's in. Mike Green's in Detroit. Or no, did they pick him? Oh, yeah, they picked him up the trade deadline, but he's retiring. Right, yeah. So, But he can't play defense. He's an offensive defenseman, purely. Even then, like, you, you still don't have any defensemen that are NHL-level exactly. players. Mm-hmm. Like, it's the same problem the Maple Leafs have, but Toronto traded their pick to get rid of a, a, a bad contract so they could sign more bad contracts. So 
Edmonton and Toronto were possibly the two worst run organizations in the league. Edmonton right now is in a better spot though, because they have the best player in the world and they have his line mate. They have maybe Nico Koskinen's your goalie. Maybe, maybe you need to go get another one. Maybe you're in the Braden Holtby sweepstakes. Maybe you're in the Matt Murray sweepstakes here. Still got skin in your back pocket. Still got skin. If he's ever any good. Right. But you got to fix your decor, Edmonton. Please, for the love of God, if you draft a forward here, I hope you blow up your entire organization. If if they pick pick a D-man, though, they get a little tiny bit of respect. I wouldn't even say respect. It's just like you finally did something right. I mean, you can't blame them. You can't blame them for picking who they picked at number one all these years. You blame them because of how good they were. But – I, I don't know. They, they're finally in the spot where they can start building their team the right way and picking what they actually need, and that's finally defense. But but beside the draft picks, they still, even in free agency or the trade deadline, refuse to go out and get defensemen. They don't do it. Well, they like I said, they got Mike Green, which wasn't a terrible pickup. Okay, it's a start, but like you got to start adding pieces that you can build around. You can't build around Mike Green. No. But nobody's just going to give up players for free, right? Obviously. You have to spend to, to pick up a good defenseman, and they don't want to do it. So I think, they should, I think they should have went and got Falk. I think they missed out on him. I think they have the well, pieces to give up Falk. But now they're going to have to sacrifice the 14th overall pick to pick a defenseman that they're going to have to reach for. Yeah, this is true. In, in, my, in my instance. In your instance, Caden Gooley is a, a very good pick for them. In my mm-hmm. instance – Braden Schneider, I think, is a bit of a reach. Which, by the way, I, th- I think is very odd that you have Schneider above Gooley, but whatever. Schneider's a rock. Yeah, I agree to disagree on that one. Mm-hmm. Not that he's a rock, but that he's better than Gooley. Oh, okay. I was going to say, how could you not think Schneider's a rock? Anyways. This, okay, this, this one's interesting, Nick. Do you have Pittsburgh making this pick or moving it to Minnesota and keeping next year's pick? I have not picking. Okay, so do I. Okay. I think it, it just makes sense for Pittsburgh, especially in this draft. I have a very interesting pick for Pittsburgh. Do you know? Hendricks Lapierre. Wow. I, I could see it. I could see it. I think he's a, he's a, he could be a good fit there. This is an absolutely boomer bust pick for a team that should not be picking this high. But if I it's agree. a boom, you've got a great player. And if I'm Pittsburgh, I'm looking at Hendricks Lapierre as a guy that should have gone inside the top 10 had he not had concussion issues, and I have him fall into my lap at number 15. Sure, there's players like Dawson Mercer out there that could be solid NHL players, but I'm looking at Hendricks Lapierre who could be a, 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 real, a real star, in my opinion. Yeah, uh, that's a reasonable pick. I'm hesitant just because of the injuries. Um, there's other I, I players. Think you have to, I think you have to overlook it for a player this talented. Right, right. Honestly. I mean, but, but personally, there's also other players here that are available that are potentially just as good. That can end up being good. So, so who, do, anyways, who do you have? I have going forward as well. I'm going Seth Jarvis. Okay. And I like Seth Jarvis a lot. He's one of my favorites in this draft. And, you know, LaPierre is good, but I don't know. There's, there's, It'd be a different story if – like Jarvis wasn't in this picture or like, you know, even Connor Zara, you could even throw into that mix if they weren't there, then I might go Lapierre, but 
I don't know. I think Jarvis is a better option solely because, well, not solely because of the injuries, but it's a factor. But I think Jarvis is just a, a, an overall well-rounded player more than LaPierre. I think that's it. I think it's a fair assessment. But like I said, I think I think LaPierre carries that massive ceiling, right? If 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 Hendricks LaPierre stays healthy, there's no telling how good he's going to be. So. I think for Pittsburgh, a team Pittsburgh really has nothing to lose here. Mm-hmm. This was a pick they did not think they were going to have, right? They traded this pick for Zucker, and if you would have told them when they made that trade they'd have this pick at number fifteen, they'd laugh at you. But now they do. So you kind of have nothing to lose here, to be honest with you. What what's stopping you from picking this boomer bust prospect? And if you really wanted to, you can go defense if you really wanted to, if you're Pittsburgh. I mean, you can you go could. either way. You, you could. could. I mean, because even if, you know, Gooley and Schneider are off the board, you still have Wallander on the board you can pick. Um, I think there's a, there's a good chunk of forwards to pick from. You got, you got a smorgasbord of forwards to go from. You got to go with the forwards. What but did you just say you have? A smorgasbord. Not never following. heard that. Not you've following. never heard that. Really? What does that mean? <laughs> it's like it's like uh, it's almost like a platter, you know. That's like the best synonym I could think of. The platter didn't didn't feel right at the moment. So I'm going with smorgasbord. Okay. That that's like when there's an overwhelming choice of options. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't yeah. like it? No, I hate it. <laughs> you hate it? I, I, I like it. it. I think but it hey, fits. You know. <laughs> I didn't think I was in English class here, but I guess I am. Maybe that – I don't know. Is that German? That's German, isn't it? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, okay. Maybe I'm in German German class here. There you go. So, you guys learned something new. I mean, that might, that's probably not the official definition, right? But <laughs> yeah, A platter, but <laughs> that's the right situation. Anyways, yeah, so you have a, a smorgasbord of forwards here to pick from. I think you got to go with, with a forward just with the amount of options you have. Um, I don't know. LaPierre is a good pick, I think, too, but – now, who did know. you who, for for my sake? I forget. Who did you say you had here? Seth Jarvis. Okay, right. Yeah, again, not a bad pick. I think Pittsburgh's lucky in this instance that this this was set up this way because that team didn't didn't have a chance at the cup. That that team is no not anywhere near as good as they used to be. Mm-mm. So. I think that's that's part of the reason why I want Hendricks Lapierre though, because by the time he's ready, I think you're done with Sidney Crosby as we know it. I, I think he's going to be towards the end of his career, right? Because I think Lapierre, we said again, another three to four years before he's ready to go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So right now we're looking at a, a Sidney Crosby who's 33 years old. So that puts him at 36 to 37 years old. As great as Sidney Crosby is, he's going to look like a completely different player by that time. So you can put Seth Jarvis out there and he can help you compete with a core around him. Or you can pick Hendricks Lapierre, a guy that was supposed to go inside the top 10 before his concussion issues and hope that he can overcome that and become your star. Because I think by the time he's ready to go, Pittsburgh's going to need a new star. Yep, I agree. 
Because we've already seen it with Malkin. Malkin's got to go for that team. Malkin's going first, too. He, he's going soon. I think Latang has got to go, too. Like, Pittsburgh's in a lot of trouble because mm-hmm. it, it's, it's quickly coming to bite them in, in the butt a little bit with how talented and how good they were for so long. That doesn't last forever. Players get old, that you get tied to their contracts, and then they pull you down. They're like an anchor. So I, I think the boomer bust pick is probably the way to go. And if it doesn't end up working out, you're still in, in your rebuild and it doesn't hurt you that much. But I think this is the time to take a risk. See, like I said, though, I, I just think if you, ha- if you don't have these other forwards available to pick from, then I, I'd say, yeah, for sure, go Lapierre. But I can't overlook the, what is it, three concussions he ha- he's had? in like three years one was the one last year was really bad too right so it's one thing if you've had like one concussion but he's had three in the last three or four years and again if they're not if there's not other forwards you pick him but there's just so many other options i think to pick from if you're looking at my mock draft dylan holloway is still on the board so you can still pick him if you want you have seth jarvis you can even throw zari in that mix um Hey, you can take a flyer on Perot if you want. Um, but there's just so many but, options there. I'll, I'll say it again. At the end of the day, not one of those players that you mentioned has anywhere close to the talent of Hendricks Lapierre. In and, my and I agree. I agree. But it, it's tough to overlook that, those concussions, because they've already went through the same situation. Yeah. I mean, Crosby is, is a phenomenal player. But, but Nick, the other thing if, I look at, too, is the Pittsburgh Penguins – are still in their their competing window, I think. You know, they, they've still got a couple more cracks at this before it's really done. They are going to have a chance to pick really high in drafts coming up in the next, you know, four, four or five years. This one is while you still have a chance, you're picking way higher than you should be. In a normal circumstance, you'd be picking at least – at the lowest possible right now, I believe, would be like the, the low 20s. So for them to be picking number 15 right now in a time where they can still compete, I think is the time to make your risk and hopefully draft the next face of your franchise. I agree with you. Believe me, I do. LaPierre has great skills and he can contribute. I think Jarvis can contribute just as much, though. I think he has just as good a ceiling. And for that reason, I think you have to pick Jarvis just over the concussions. Like, I agree with you. I agree with you. But I can't overlook the concussions. I think it's too big of a risk, you know? It's great to take risks, especially this pick, because you have so many options. But I, I just think it's it's too big of a risk for them to take. Yeah, I, I don't know. I, it's, it's fair either way, but... I, I just think Lafreniere, or not Lafreniere, Lapierre is, is a, a reasonable risk here, to be honest with you. This is a pick I'm excited about, too. Like, this is one where I'm really going to, you know, dial in on when the draft comes on, or I'm really going to be excited to see who they pick. Yeah. You know? Because yeah. they could go, they may not even pick either of them. Hell, they could pick Askarov for all we know. <laughs> <laughs> so, I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited to see what Pittsburgh does. Um, but that, that, brings it to the end of today's mock draft frankie um i'm not gonna lie to you i was ready to go another five picks here in this mock draft today but i was not really plus i also just realized that 
Uh, we're going to have to use the lesser quality audio again because I have royally messed up here. And so, yeah, so that is, that's why the audio sounds a little bit worse than it did in the last episode. So, yeah. Okay. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, long day, long day. Sorry. Anyways, yeah. We're going to have more mock drafts coming for sure. These are fun. Um, I'm excited just for this draft. Honestly, I, I'm just, I'm, I'm ready to get going. I'm ready to get the potentially live stream going for a draft we're looking into. Um, maybe. Yeah. Maybe it's, it's, it's in the, it's in the hat, you know, we might, might draw it out of there, but I don't know. We'll see. I'm excited for this draft to see where everyone goes and there's going to be a lot of different, you know, upsets. There's going to be a lot of reaches. There's going to be a lot of surprises. Also, haha, Toronto sucks to suck. Yep, haha, uh, Toronto. <laughs> what are you talking about again? Oh, you didn't get first overall? Oh, <laughs> how sad. Wow, wow. But hey, the New York Rangers got the first overall. Nobody pick, cares. By the, the way, Habs by the way. Playoffs. They Habs, are, also, Habs are doing well, too. They have another first round pick, just saying. The they New do. York Rangers. They do. Yep, yep. They're going to have a good draft, Frankie. They're going to have a good one. Or they're going to screw it up royally and you're going to cry forever. No way. Yep. No way. You know, I'm not going to lie. It does seem a little good, too good to be true right now. Yep. Because, I mean, think about it. We get Luck getting second overall pick last year. Then we get Panarin. Where the heck did that come from? And then now we have the first overall pick. Because Toronto's ball just, just couldn't make it all the way up. If anything, Toronto's ball was the heaviest. They have a hard time getting it up. Yeah. <laughs> Moving on. I think that's a good uh, good stopping point for today. It is. Um, definitely is. Definitely is. Tune in next week. We'll be talking more prospects as usual. See you guys next time. Thank you for making it to the end of this episode of Hockey Prospect Report. Before we let you go, we want to once again remind you about our sponsor, Customized Sports. If you've forgotten, they offer high-quality tackle tool jersey kits featuring the name bar and the numbers that give a professional look to your, your blank jersey. For more information about Customized Sports, visit them online at www.customizedsports.com or on their Reddit or eBay page at Customized-Sports. Be sure to use code PROSPECT10 at checkout for your 10% discount. And check out our Twitter giveaway that we're currently running. It's the pinned tweet on our Twitter. Thank you again for them sponsoring us.